Welcome to Paddy Talks, brought to you thanks to Seed Golf Balls, who deliver you affordable tour performance, same performance, half the price. Check them out at www.seedgolf.com and try them today. Thank you for pressing play. On today's show, we have a buddy of mine who I met almost a year ago to the day over in San Francisco. We'll get into how wheeling souls and all about his golfing trip to Ireland with his dad and buddies. But first, as Gay Byrne would say, roll it there, Roisin. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you think of that? Welcome to Paddy Talks, brought to you thanks to Seed Golf Balls. Today, we are here in Trilly Golf Club. I'm with a dude that I met back in California this time last year. He's over playing golf with his dad and some buddies in Ireland this week. Jed Sprague, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me, Paddy. Sprague, Sprague, Sprague? Sprague. Sprague. Yeah, exactly. Cool beans. So, we're here in Trilly Golf Club, so if you hear glasses chinking in the background... This is like a podcast for all the listeners. Like you're just listening to some nice conversation in the kitchen or in the pub. We have a couple of pints of Guinness, so it's all good. That's actually what this is. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't anything but that. It's all gravy, baby. So we're here in Tralee Golf Club. But before we get into your golfing week, like, let's have a quick chat about like how we met in the first place. So you tell that one really well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so I met Patty at a uh, Link Soul event. Link Soul's a you know golf clothing brand. Um, in the States, and they were opening up a new store called Link Soul Lab at Creek Park, which is a, you know, a, you know newly renovated public course in Alameda, California, just outside of San Francisco. Uh, so they do the skins game on Friday to, you know, to launch it. Uh, and Patty was over for Salesforce training for work, yeah. training for work. Yeah. And uh, I, this was after work. Yeah. So it was after work. <laughs> I get done playing. I obviously was not working, uh, <laughs> and uh, walk up to him because I saw he was wearing a LaHinch polo and uh, said, "Oh hey, you played LaHinch," and he opens his mouth and <laughs> played it. He's like, "I'm a member," and that was uh, that's how our friendship kicked off. Stayed in touch ever since. Yeah, so through Instagram and like I'd be playing in LaHinch and I'd send you shots to like the court, the like this is the sixth when you come over to play it yeah, and baiting me to get over here. Yeah, and even like pictures of the beach and like doing pans around like there's the golf course and then a pan around a hundred yards there's the beach you yeah, know exactly. there's the cliffs. So that's that's how we met. Yeah. Um, but you're from like a pretty decent well not even pretty decent an exceptionally adept sporting family. Yeah. I found out like this week. Yeah, I grew up uh, in a house of athletes. That's for sure. That's for sure. It was uh, it was always very competitive uh, in our household. Uh, Dad played major league baseball growing up, so kind of bounced around, uh, you know, from place to place around America when I was living. And then uh, my mom, before I was born, uh, was an Olympic gold medalist uh, in synchronized swimming. Hold on now. So your mom's an Olympic gold medalist, yeah. and but your dad is also. And only make medalist, correct? Yes, yes. And not just any old baseball player knocking around the place, but were is the only guy to win college World Series and World Series and an Olympic gold medal. Yeah, and an Olympic gold medal. Yeah, yeah. the only so he likes to say the only other two or two other people other than him to have the same types of titles is uh, Magic, Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. 
So you're in good company then. Yeah, he's he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> right. So that's the sporting context. But you yourself? Yeah, I played played baseball uh, growing up, whole life. Uh, played in college at University of Nevada up in Reno. Uh, got actually got drafted out of high school by the Chicago White Sox, but uh, ended up going to college and then uh, you know once got done with college. Uh, now just working in the Bay Area, which kind of led into how how we met. No, super stuff. So, how so baseball was big in your house. So where did golf fall in? So how did you get into golf? Yeah. So when my dad retired, and even when he was still playing, I think you know um, golf was always something he he really loved. And he's you know he's a good golfer. Um, when I was growing up, you know he's a scratch player, uh, and all I wanted to do was hang out with him all the time. So it was kind of natural that I would go out to the golf course and you know hit some shots around. I never really played competitively or anything, but uh, it was always something. You know, around until the age of about. 13 was the first time I really started to get like into it and play rounds with him and really for me it was just a way of getting out and spending more time with my dad but uh you know quickly developed into, into you know a passion and, and a craze you know we call it the fever in our household uh you know as soon as you get it it's uh, there's no there's no going away so uh, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. And then when I got done playing baseball, um, last you know, really last two years is when I've started to like pick it up, kind of as my main, uh, I would say, sport. You know, it's more for leisure, but uh, I, I'm pretty competitive with it as well. Well, we saw that today here in Tralee. I think you're, we played in Tralee today, and it was kind of insane that we even teed off. Such was the wind and rain, and yeah, condition. Conditions were tough out there. Really tough. <laughs> really, really, really tough. Really tough. Yeah. Condition conditions were tough today. Um, but I mean, what a what a golf course. And you know, it was we have been so lucky with the with the weather. So I'm just happy that uh, we got one day of kind of like biblical conditions. Uh, could I even call it a trip to Ireland if I didn't get one day of this? Well, we walked down backwards on a couple of fairways. <laughs> that's for sure. And <laughs> um, before we get into the trip, I just want to cover like golf culture in the U.S. So I covered yeah. it a bit with Matt Adams. Um, if you want to go back to the episodes, it's there. So, like, for me growing up playing golf, it was like, okay, well, your local club is here, and it's 50 bucks, and off you go. Enjoy yourself. So, what, but what's it like over stateside? Yeah, so um, stateside, it's it's a little bit more. There's a there's a bigger barrier to entry, right? It's um, a lot of the great golf is really exclusive. So, if you're young, you know, I think you have to have the fortune of having a parent that's a member at a nice golf course. You know, or you get stuck playing, you know, public golf, which a lot of times can have super slow rounds, and all the good public golf courses, the tee times are hard to get. Um, you know, and in in the U.S., I feel like we make it really hard for young people, you know, to get into uh, into clubs. You know, over here it was it was actually crazy. You know, talking to all our caddies, and it's like, oh, how long have you been a member? Oh, I've been a member since I was 11, and you know, I just walked in, said I wanted to join, and and you were off and running and uh you know and they make it affordable um so i don't know it's hard to say because you know obviously i didn't know any different growing up but there's a lot of courses that um you know in the u.s that kind of are trying to adopt the model from over here where it's basically mainly driven on visitor play and the you know it's open to the public you know places like pasa tiempo i kind of get you know that way a little bit you know but it's just so vastly different than it is over here um, much more expensive much more exclusive a lot harder to uh, get into the game for sure no, 100 that's just two more pints arriving thank you very much thank you um okay so into the trip so there is listeners of this um top five ireland golf podcast in the states so 
maybe some people are out there wondering, well, how can I put together a trip for me, my buddies, my family to Ireland? So how did you go about it? Yeah, so, you know, this kind of all started, um, I would say, this 10 years ago. Um, my dad, for his 40th birthday, went to Scotland to play golf with him and his friends. And around the time I was, you know, probably 12, 13, right when I was getting into golf. And so I told him when he got back that by the time he was 60, I was going to be able to make enough money to afford to take him to Ireland because that's the place he wanted to go next. You know, I didn't know anything about it. So it's always been something that, you know, I've kind of joked around with him. You know, we've talked about it. Uh, and then, you know, we met and that kind of gave, you know, gave a little bit of a kind of a the door opening uh, to, you know, get over here. And obviously I've been hankering to play some Lynx golf ever since I really got into it, um, you know, full time. And so when I, I recently just got engaged and uh, when I did that, he, my dad called me and said, hey, you know, you're going to have responsibilities and actual things to worry about here pretty soon. So the before, time is now yeah, before that happens. Let's go. And so, um, you know, I reached out to you and was like, hey, you know, what can I do? And you immediately pointed in uh, pointed me in the direction of Tom over at Experience Ireland Golf Travel. Um, and from there, it was just it was a great experience. You know, I had a list of courses that I'd wanted to play, um, you know, that I'd heard about, told them I was open to, you know, playing a couple others, um, which ended up, you know, some ended up being some some of my favorites and you know then it was just kind of a back and forth uh between me and him of you know kind of carving out you know what days are we going to go um you know what courses are we going to play which day what hotels make sense um you know it was really kind of a, a you know back and forth experience so we had it dialed into exactly what we wanted um can't recommend you know tom and those guys over at experience island golf travel enough uh it was seamless experience and it's been you know, great, especially over here, talking to him a lot, making sure he's always checking in, making sure we have everything sorted out. So if you're going to do it, um, reach out to them. They're, they're fantastic. Oh, Tom, Tom is very hands-on. Um, so I've got to thank him as well for, you know, he does a bit for me as well. So thank you, Mr. Kennedy. Okay, so the trip is organized. So what was the itinerary of courses that you finished on? So you can't, when did you fly in? So we flew in uh, on August 21st. So and that you fly home... Uh, the 31st. The 31st, okay. So we, we really were, were away from, we're in Ireland for 10 days. We're away from home for 11. Uh, big trip. I mean, it's a big trip. We packed a lot of golf. So we played, um, in this order, uh, County Sligo, Enniscrone, Carn, Dunebeg, Lahinch, Dukes, Waterville, Killarney Golf and Fishing, Ballybunion, Ballybunion Cash and Course, Old Head, and then capped it off with Truly today. So a pretty, a pretty good route, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, spectacular. There's a lot of Irish people who haven't played all of those in their entire lives, <laughs> and you have them done in 10 days. Yeah, it was, uh, I'm exhausted. Uh, I've never played this much golf back-to-back-to-back in my life, but it was um, a religious experience getting over to play this, this type of golf. It was amazing. Now, if you are if you are going to go do a tour, you don't have to pay that much golf. You can take a, an off day, but I think you just you guys just wanted to, yeah. Yeah, we actually had two uh, off days built in uh, and ended up booking more golf. So uh, we added uh, Dunebeg and Killarney Golf and Fishing Club in on the two days that we had slated to, you know, one of them be a travel day and the other be an off day. So we definitely uh, we got over here and we got an appetite for some some good golf and uh, did not look back. No, spot on. So, they were all the courses. Just to give some context to, to the folks listening, um, each day. Okay, so was it 18 each day or 36? Can you walk us yeah. through that? So, 
18, um, pretty much the first, uh, you know, first couple days. So 18 at Sligo, right off the plane. 18 at Enniscrone. 18, or really 27 at Carn, playing the, played the new nine. Um, 18 at Dunebeg. 18 at Lahinch. 36 the next day at Dukes in the morning, Waterville in the afternoon. 18 at Killarney. 36 at both Valley Bunions the day after that. 18 at Old Head and 18 at Trilly. So the if you have a Fitbit or, or one of those wearables, you have plenty of steps logged. Plenty of steps. Yeah, uh, we did Trilly today, and uh, my watch says my th- my little thing says 27,000. So, <laughs> well, I was going a bit left and a bit right. So yeah, we were uh, the the wind the wind uh, was not kind to us today. Oh yeah, it was the wind. It was the wind. It was the wind. Right. So that's the itinerary. But have you, like, um, we'll keep it high level or will be this will be the longest podcast in, in living history. So of each course, have you, like, a high level summary or, or experience of each one? Or Yeah. Um, you know, I think I'll just, I guess I'll just go in order. I think Sligo was underappreciated um, for me just because it was right off the plane. You know, we were tired. It was our first experience. It was an awesome golf course. Um, we got stunning, stunning weather. Um and you know, definitely one I'd love to go play again. Kind of in the, maybe in the context of a middle of a trip, just because it was you know kind of we kind of got thrown in the fire. Um, and Escrone was wild. You know, I I had never seen anything like that course in my entire life. Um, you know, the dunes are massive. Kind of golf holes are quirky and weaving in between them. And you know, we had a little bit of wind and a little bit of rain. Um, so it was that was you know very fun round of golf and probably the most different round of golf I'd ever played up to that point until the next day um, at Carn, which you'll find out you know quickly when we get to the rankings. But I thought Carn is just marvelous. I mean, it is one of the best golf courses I've ever played. The Dunescapes are mind-boggling. Um, you know, we happen to get in on a day with you know kind of steady 35 mile an hour winds and and 60 mile an hour gusts standard standard wind yeah it made it pretty uh pretty challenging but yeah i mean that place is i don't even think you can really explain to someone how massive and how like insanely beautiful the those dunescapes are out there you kind of just have to see it for yourself so Karn would definitely be one that i would say do not skip i think it's not those north three aren't on a lot of people's itineraries when they come over here, but I think it's a mistake because those are you know kind of the most different. Um, Dunebeg was fun, you know. It's, it's very Americanized, uh, you know, golf. There's a lot of a lot of really good holes, you know, but you know definitely not my favorite of the bunch. But I had a great time out there. Uh, Lahinch is all wax poetically about Lahinch when the rankings come out, so we can. It's my favorite place on planet earth and i'm not just saying that because i'm sitting here with you yeah that place is special special golf course um dukes was an awesome little track probably i would say the one that i didn't know anything about going in and the one i've been i've been most pleased with uh you know walking away such a fun completely different than any of the other golf courses i completely agree i play play dukes a lot with my father-in-law and that's it it's just a, a massively fun round of golf you know yeah, it's it's so it's so fun. It's like you have, it's so different. You know, the fairways are narrow. Um, you know, the greens are small. You got to be precise, but 
yeah, like we were talking about it earlier, it almost plays like a heathland course. Like, you know, you pop that in the middle of a forest in the south of England, and it's not out of place at all. Um, yeah, and then that after that, Waterville. I th- also thought Waterville was, was spectacular. It was a great course. We got in some wind as well. Um, played tough. It was, you know, very challenging, um, especially that opening stretch, you know, with water right, oh, out of bounds right, and wind blowing from left to right. Uh, you know my ball flight. It was, uh, that was tough to... Jed, Jed's ball flight is like a baseball low slugger slider left to right. Yeah. Not, wor- not excessive, but like... It works for me. It definitely works. Yeah. Uh, Waterville, I've not been down there. Um, it's, it's it's number one on my hit list, but they did do like a refurbishment of the restaurant pro shop. Yeah. So people who maybe have been there before, can you describe what the facilities are like now? Or yeah, it's I mean it's five star. It's it's big time. You know, it's a big beautiful modern clubhouse. Um, kind of sets into the hill, so you can see the top level from above all the dunes. Um, but then the you know the bottom level is kind of protected. You know, um, by all the dunes surrounding like you know the the 18th green and the. Uh, and then the ninth. So, you know, that was great. Um, Killarney, uh, you know, our only parkland experience um, over here. You know, it was, uh, it was. of course, I had some great holes. Um, I think, again, it's hard, it's hard to put it into context uh, in this trip because, you know, we played so, so much good Lynx golf. It's kind of hard to, to really rank it. Um, and then Bally Bunyan was another one that was truly spectacular. Um, really the old, the yeah, old, the old, the old, yeah, the old. Um, yeah, not the not the cashin. Uh, the cashin was only okay, is and it's a bit disappointing after playing the old course because of how good the old course is. Um, you know, I'd heard a lot of things about it, um, and it kind of exceeded expectations. Um, we got it on a beautiful, beautiful, you know, pretty calm morning. Um, so definitely one that I would say is a, is a not like you can't miss. Um, and then, you know, Cashin was, was all right, but, you know, a bit disappointing after playing uh, the old thing. I think they should they should blow it up and make an awesome par three course. Typical American, just blow it up. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then Old Head, uh, I couldn't tell you much about the golf course just because I was so, like, just smacked in the face with all those stunning views. Um, again, kind of hard to put into place because it's not really a true links golf course. Um, you know, kind of a American Lynx style is what I would say. You know, cliff top course. But uh, you got to go just to see some of those, like where they put golf holes. It's like mind-blowing where they put golf holes on those. Because it's almost uncomfortable. We had a lot of wind. I was, like, afraid to hit some, some golf shots. Thought I was going to fall hundreds of feet <laughs> into the ocean. Um, yeah, you, you played it yesterday, wasn't it? So, like, there was... 35, 40 miles an hour wind. Yeah. Gusting at 60. So, Jed's had the full experience. Um, but, yeah, don't put me at the top of a cliff even when there's no wind. So, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't <laughs> have managed it. Exactly. And then, today, finishing off on Trulli was like uh, the best ribbon to uh, to the trip. And you'll find out, you know, when I, in a second, when I give the rankings. I, I love this place. Um, we faced it in probably the worst conditions you could probably play in. Uh, and that did not dampen my experience one bit. It was everything everybody says and, and you know, and more. I think even, you know, I even think the, the front nine is underappreciated. I think there's a lot of great holes. 
uh, on that front nine as well. So yeah, there's my tidbit about. No, definitely. Like just to give some context, people listening, people might be listening in their nice cozy car with the heat set at 24 degrees and nice AC around the place. Uh, Tralee today, um, I would if it wasn't for the Sprags being here, I would not have played. It's a day for a high stool. Okay, it's a day for a high stool and a rake of pints. It'll ruin a man's swing. For ruin sure. a man's swing. The weather was biblical for the first 12 or 13 holes. You know, you're like we were standing on the seventh or the sixth tee. Uh, leaning into the wind saying yeah we could lean into the wind and have a nap it's that strong you know, so. <laughs> exactly yeah i mean it was it, i've never played in conditions like that um it's almost made it more fun because you just kind of had to just chip it around and hope for the best hitting chippy pitching wedges 160 yards downwind yeah. and hitting three woods into par fours from 150 and yeah yeah so it made for some spectacular shot shot making uh, by the boys today but uh yeah, not also by me anyway. Also, some <laughs> some uh, balls that went off the planet, that's for sure. So, we've mentioned it a little bit now, so rankings time. Okay, so how many courses in total? 12, 12 courses. 12 courses, 10 days. We'll start at 12. Yep. So I can assume, I can nearly guess what's 12, but go for it. Yeah, 12 is going to be the cash in course. Um, you know, just... Not for me. I think it's a good piece of land. Um, I like it. I mean, I play. I play like my best round listen, of golf there. Listen, that was I my best round of the trip. Was at the cashing course. Um, there's just. I think it's almost. I think it's. It almost gets even worse rap because it's connected with the old course. Hundred percent. Like I played when I played the cashing. I played it first. Yeah. And so you're thinking and this like is a totally so fun round of golf. Like it's, it's. It wouldn't be traditional links. I wouldn't call it traditional. Links. I call it because you like. Just from for second shots into greens, it wouldn't be very link yeah. style because there's a lot of elevated. Yeah, there's no running. There's stuff, no running there's no shots. Really running areas, yeah. yeah. But it's a fun round of golf. But like, maybe do cash in first off the plane. Yeah. Then take as Matt Adams would say a culture day, and then go play the old. Yeah, I I think that um, you know, if you're going to Bally Bunyan, you know, you don't need to play 36. You don't need you don't need to play a cash in. Um, you know, I think that the old is enough it is enough for sure that's 12 all right so 11 um i have killarney golf and fishing club um you know i think it's had like seven irish opens jed yeah that's a non-qualifier for me uh you know i mean i'm a bit of a, a golf architecture you know geek um so you know we love our width and angles and uh and walls great story great story actually about about killarney uh is we went out there and we've been playing at during the trip about 6,500 yards um, you know was kind of what we were playing out we were trying to have fun you know we weren't trying to you know beat ourselves up too bad and we went out to Killarney and we looked at the scorecard and we're like oh the back tees are 6,500 we should play it well it took us about uh, 13 holes to realize that that was actually in meters on the scorecard <laughs> so we were playing very good we were playing at about 7,200 uh, and uh, there those some of those tee shots were were very very tight but um, nonetheless, I enjoyed myself there. Uh, just definitely compared to some of the other places we played, uh, you know. So then at ten, I've got Old Head. The views are spectacular. The golf courses, eh? But you're not paying for the the golf course. You're paying for the views. And so, I still think even though it's ten on the list, it's one that you know you probably wouldn't want to miss, especially if you're going to come over here only once. It's like playing on the tops of the cliffs of Moher. 
I mean, it's wild. Um, nine, I've got Dunebeg. Uh, fun little golf course. You know, uh, I'd say it's like the front nine at Dunebeg. The front nine at Dunebeg has some classy, classy holes. I agree, yeah. So I'd go to Dunebeg for the front nine and like yeah. people rap and and for the front. But like and 18. I would say the front nine and yes. 18. Um, yeah. But, you know, you asked me to recount how many holes I can. It's probably like four there. Whereas, you know, other places I can remember every hole only playing it once. Um, and then once I get to the top eight, I need to qualify that this is all like within like these top eight are all spectacular golf courses. Like, you know, because it's ranked eighth doesn't mean it's I didn't love it and enjoy myself. Um, this, you know, this was a very hard list uh, to make. So 10 is old head. Old head. Oh, yeah. Nine, Nine is doing big. big. Okay. And then the top eight, I think, are cut above. And even then, uh, you know, it gets harder as I go up the list. So at eight, I've got Enniscrum. Uh I thought it's great. Um, it's very penal. It's hard. It was a grind out there. Um, you know, and maybe if I got it on a calmer day, I would have slightly different opinions. But it was just a bit narrow in some spots for my taste. Um, and it was, you know, everything's turned up to 11 there. So still think it's fabulous. Uh, but yeah, I've got it at eight. Um, you know, and then coming up right behind it, I've got Sligo again. I think I really want to go play Sligo again, just because it was the first round off the plane. Uh, but I, I mean, there are some awesome holes out there. The green complexes are <laughs> so, so, so good. And so, you know, I think definitely uh a place you should go play there's some awesome holes out there there's some meh holes as well but you know i think the good holes are are that good um then at six i've got dukes i love i love that that place you know we just got done talking about it it's got such a good kind of like i don't know it's 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 got a charm to it that a lot of these other places don't have no definitely like it's totally laid back like you rock up you rock out and the frog I mean the logo is just sp- the Nanojack Toad so that's last week's podcast we had a chat with um, Sam Leach Greenkeeper and Castle Gregory so if you want a bit of info on the Nanojack Toad that's on the Duke's Golf Links logo listen to that one yeah But um, and bonus points if you see the, the animal from your logo on the course while you're playing great 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 experience um, but yeah it was Duke's was awesome um, and then coming up right behind it or right above it, I guess, at five, I've got Waterville. Spectacular golf course. It's honestly kind of a crime, uh, you know, that it's that it's this far down the list. It's probably, as far as 18, a collection of 18 holes goes, you know, it's probably closer to two uh, or three on this list. Um, you know, but somebody's got to be five. <laughs> and, you know, I think Waterville is one of those that, I think if I played it again, it would be a gr- it would definitely be a grower, but those those golf holes are you know are really 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 good, um, and again kind of more like the, the vibe of the clubhouse is not laid back, but the the vibe of the course is a little bit, it's a little more subtle, um, you know than all the other ones. Um, so then at four, I've got Bally Bunyan Old. I mean, I knew like I set, stood on the first tee and. In the morning, sun's kind of rising, and I'm like, "Oh, I gotta hit this over a graveyard. This is gonna, this is gonna be an amazing course." 
So, and, you know, it didn't disappoint. I mean, some, some of those holes out there, the second hole, straight up the hill. Um, you know, what I love, some of the things I love about um, Valley Bunyan and then LaHinch had this in common as well, is I think they kind of take you to the worst parts of their property first. They're kind of just like, hey, here's, hey, like, here's a good opening hole. And then, like, all right, numbers, you know, the second or, you know, in Valley Bunyan's case, I think second, third. Um, you know, LaHinch, it's really just the second. So we're going to take you to parts of the property that aren't going to blow you away. And we're going to get it out of the way first. And then after that, we're just going to smack you over the head with how good this golf course is. Um, and I really love that because I think it keeps the flow of the round uh, going, like, really well. It's kind of, you know, it's an adventure. But, yeah, some of those holes at Valley Bunyan were so, so good. We've said it a couple of times in terms of the weather, but some of the holes in Valley Bunyan are biblical holes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like the closing four holes especially. Yeah. Like, you don't need to wait for them because from, like you said, from like three onwards, it just gets better and better and better. Yeah, it's, it's almost, I mean, you know, and we'll get to it in, you know, with the next pick at number three, but, you know, it gets overwhelming, you know, something almost to a point where you're just like, I don't even know how to process, you know, what I'm playing right now. Uh, and so number three, and, you know, this is kind of where I think for me, you know, number one, everyone's going to know what it is. But uh, n- two and three, it was really hard for me to decide between the two. And uh, I think at three, I've, I've got Karn. It's probably the best, the best, like, views. And not because they're beautiful, but because they're just, like, you can't fathom what you're walking through these giant dunes um you know the front nine on the current 18 um is you know more subtle and it kind of it almost almost like here you know it kind of gently eases you into the back nine which is just like crazy i mean you're playing in around over these just 60 70 80 100 foot sand dunes and you know especially where I'm from I've never seen anything like that in my life and so I was uh, blown blown away blown away by Karn and I think it'd be unfair to not include that third nine especially considering they're going to put you know the back nine and the third nine together supposedly to make uh, the new 18 Um, but yeah it was amazing and it feels like the right time to say Eddie Hackett the guy that designed Karn Waterville, you know, a bunch of other places we played. Guy's an absolute menace. He just, <laughs> he just really, really despises despises golfers. Golfers, yeah, in the best way possible, though. He's, uh, yeah. It, it, we played a lot of Hackett on this trip, um, and getting to know the guy personally, uh, and how much he despises golfers in the game of golf. But yeah, spectacular designer, absolute menace for sure. Um, then at number two. Uh, I've got where we have the pleasure of sitting right now, which is truly, I was very ready to come in and be like, yeah, truly is overrated, you know, whatever. And I am leaving with the exact opposite sentiment of that. It's probably underrated. Um, I actually think, you know, the thing you hear about all the time is, oh yeah, the front nine's okay. And the back nine is just spectacular. I, I thought the front nine had some of my favorite holes too. Is a spectacular golf hole. I love eight, um, I, nine. Eight's my favorite. Yeah, eight is, eight is amazing. I think two might be my favorite. 
but you know, I love walls, and I love I love castles. Hot American doesn't and I, love a wall. I, huh? I, I love castles. Uh, infrastructure, playing through infrastructure is is uh, is definitely a good way to get me get me going. Um, but then you get on the back nine, and it's like just a completely different golf course. Some of those, you know, those holes that you're playing in, you know, eleven. Oh, I yeah. We played a lot of golf on eleven. Yeah, eleven was incredible. Twelve was incredible. Redonkulous. Yeah. yeah. And thirteen. Yeah, I mean it's it just once you get on the back nine. Or once you get to nine really. And I mean and we talked about how much I love eight, but once you get to nine it's like just the hits keep coming and makes truly you know, number two for me. And then uh number one, no surprise, uh, is Lahinch. It is my favorite golf course on planet Earth. I think this is the first pod where I haven't mentioned it because, like, <laughs> I'm just so proud from being from there. Oh, um, and I think you know, and you know, we talked about it a little bit. You know, when we're kind of walking up. I think the fourth fairway, and I'm like, God, it's almost been amazing. You know, growing up playing here, and you're like, Yeah, you don't even realize it until, you know, until you kind of have a second to take a step back. Um, you know, I love Alistair McKenzie. You know, some of my uh, one of my other favorite golf courses in the world is Pasa Tiempo, which is you know another one of his famous designs, you know, in Santa Cruz, California. But the routing, the individual holes, I just think I've never been on a golf course that winds you through the property in a better in a better way while still having like the best collection of golf holes. It's the best walk you can take, and it's also the most fun you can have. Um, you know, I played pretty good there on the first couple holes. I, I walked the first five holes with my son, um, with, with Christopher. Um, and, yeah, I think you were, like, one under or two, two yeah, under. Yeah, two under through six. Through six, yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't hold up after you left. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I've never been on a piece of property that I've enjoyed. The walk and, you know, the views. Um, and just, like... It's everything was so subtle, and it's weird to say like it's subtle hitting over like hitting a blind shot over like a giant sand dune. But you know, after especially after playing places like Karn where those dunes are massive, everything's so subtle, um, and it's just I think it's a per, it's a perfect golf course. I don't think there's one thing wrong with it, um, and you know that's a place I'm definitely going to be back and soon and soon. No, oh, brilliant. So uh, I think that's a very good roundup. Uh, you've played a lot more golf in Ireland than I have, <laughs> um, so I'm kind of jealous. Uh, maybe my wife won't let me out to play a bit more in a couple of years' time with some of my buddies. Um, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can get away with saying that. Oh, perfect. Um, well, she says she doesn't, but um, we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're saying you want to come back. So uh, you're yeah. coming back, so, so why are you going to come back? So I'm coming back because for a couple of reasons. One, the people, the food, the experience has been spectacular um you know i've never had a more fun 10 days you know in my in my life you know obviously getting to play golf is great but you know just being in ireland for the first time um you know getting to experience the culture you know all the different kind of characters you meet uh was amazing and then also number two is you know there's a lot more golf to play there's a lot of places that i definitely want to come back but you know now that I've got a taste of, you know, kind of the West Coast, I'm, you know, I, I want to get out to the East Coast, maybe, you know, go up and play Northern Ireland, some of those up there, like Port Rush and, you know, Port Stewart, maybe get over to Dublin and 
play a couple of the courses over there. Um, yeah, so I'll be back in more than once. I, I can I can promise you that. Next time it won't be ten days though. I uh, I think that I <laughs> my relationship is uh, <laughs> you know wouldn't be wouldn't be uh, whole if I came over for another ten days soon. But yeah, maybe maybe a little four or five there um, is definitely in order in you know the next coming years. No, a hundred percent. So for people who are listening and they're like okay i can go here for my trip that's how i coordinate it let's see if my rankings are the same as jed's my experience but then i asked you to kind of put together a couple of top five things to you know together so the first one was what are the top five things you need to bring on a golfing uh, on a trip golfing to ireland all right so the five things you need to bring are number one socks you literally could not bring enough socks if you wanted I, if it's raining, you should change them every nine holes. Um, you did today. I did today. You had to buy new socks. Yeah, I, I had to buy new socks because I was I didn't bring enough. Um, yeah, socks, socks. If you're playing 36, change sho- socks and shoes in the same. Uh, you know, after the 18 holes, give your feet a little bit fresher. Um, you know, my poor dad has blisters the size of tennis balls uh, on his toes because he didn't change socks enough. Yeah, so socks, um, obviously good rain gear and gloves. You know, we came in the middle of summer, and we got... Summer in Ireland now. What you need to do, if you're coming to Ireland, try and uh, pencil in your trip around the time of the state examinations for, if you're in America, for high school. So, because it's always fantastic weather when they are on. Perfect. So, that's like um, end of May, like (laughs) mid-June like third week of June and then back to school it's like my kids are going back to school in Ireland which was la- which was this week up until yeah. Thursday and we you had fantastic weather yeah so we got, we got really lucky we had some wind um, you know, today was the only day I would say that we had bad weather though um, and so but you got to bring rain gear cause you, and rain gloves because if you don't get weather you didn't really experience Ireland um, uh, three is you know, I think is unique to us, but um, something I would recommend is we brought more like foam rollers and like a Theragun, which is you know like a massage gun, and you know myofascial balls and bands, like all those recovery recovery and activation gear. Bring it all because especially if you're coming for ten days, your body will shut down. Uh, no, because I was talking to your dad even like after uh, going up 11, because that's like the biggest hill to walk up. Yeah. And he asked me like, how are the legs? You know, because I knew he was an athlete. And I was like, yeah, like I'd never bring a foam roller on holiday. And he was like, no, they're doing okay. They're doing okay. So like that's why. Yeah, I think, I think foam that, rolling. And I think that helps too. And, and, and the walking actually, you know, it stretches you out a little bit as well. It, it helps you get loose. Um, where like it relaxes you out. doesn't stress you out. Yeah, yeah. no, stretches you out. Okay. Yeah, stretch. Sorry. Um... Yeah, so I would say that, uh, and then the last thing, and I know it's not five, and because I, I couldn't think of five things, um, is just make sure you save all the money you can uh, for the pro shops, because <laughs> let me tell you, I did some damage in those pro shops. Just as when you bought the engagement ring before the trip, is yeah. that what you were saying? Yes, uh, it was, uh, I'm going to have to go reckon with my, my finances when I get home. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of great gear, um, some some great logos. I would say probably top three logos are Lahinch, Waterville, Dukes, 
And then Trilly is pretty good too with the with the uh, the crest. But yeah, you could probably come with less shirts than you think you need because you'll buy the rest. Just of them. bring one. Yeah, just bring the shirt you came with. Yeah. Just wear a shirt, get off the plane, and just buy a shirt at every pro shop. You'll be fine. Um, yeah, so those are my things that you need to bring on an Irish golf trip. Okay, and then I asked you, and I don't know if you had, if you had the time even to knock off, but have you a few things, maybe four or five things for you to do aside from golf on your trip? Yeah, so uh, I got three things because five again. I I'm, I'm <laughs> wasn't able to think of five, but... Uh, one, working some time to do something other than golf, some type of sightseeing. We did the Cliffs of Moher, um, and it was spectacular, and, like, definitely happy we did that. Uh, but, yeah, do some type of sightseeing other, uh, other than golf. Uh, then I would say, two, experience all the pubs you can. Like, that was some of the best times we had was, you know, make sure all your tea times are at noon. <laughs> that I think that's the best tip. Yeah, that's yeah, the best. That's tip. the best tip. All your tea time should be at noon, because if you're out till three in the morning, as we you know we were, uh, you won't be hurting it too bad on the first tee. But yeah, go to all the pubs you can. Some awesome experiences to be had there. Um, and then the last thing is find a candy store and buy all the candy that you can't get in the U.S. There's some so sweets. So anyone in Europe, that's sweets. Yeah, you can get some spectacular, spectacular chocolate over here. Okay, okay. So you've been here 10 days. What's your favorite chocolate bar? It's tough. But like a good old-fashioned Wonka bar is like so hard to beat. <laughs> a fucking Wonka bar. They're so, they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. Oh, man. Um, mine's a golden crisp. Okay. There we go. Yeah also spectacular but yeah it's the the candy stores or even just the the souvenir stores are entertaining as as all get out okay so your bus is in like three minutes yep so everyone on this show is subject to a spanish inquisition quick fire q a all right right okay now we had a chat today and i was saying oh you better have your walk-on song ready for this q a but mm-hmm. like being a baseballer you yeah. have a walk-on song, like, yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Mine used to change every day. Okay, so this still is a tough question. Okay. Yeah. Right, let's get into it. What would be your walk-on song, Jed? Uh, the Goldfinger theme song from uh, James Bond. Excellent. Jim or pizza? Once, one more time. Jim or pizza? Pizza. Hat, visor, or bucket hat? Now, that's a tough one for you because I, wear I think you wear th- all I three. I wear all three. Uh, I love a good bucket, though. I love, do love a good bucket. Happy Gilmore or Tin Cup? Tin Cup. Guinness or Heineken? Guinness, not even a question. Le Hinch or Port Marnock? Well, Le Hinch. Well, come back in a couple years' time and you yeah, can figure perfect. out which one is which. Exactly. Walk or cart? Walk. Win the Masters or win the Open? Open. Would you, wa- would you rather drive it like Dustin Johnson or drive it like Zach Johnson? Oh, I mean... I already drive it like DJ, so it doesn't matter. Instagram or Twitter? Uh, Instagram. Play or practice? Play. 100%. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm putting together like a trip in a couple of years' time. We're going to try and tie in like Rasa Pena, which yeah. you didn't skip, but like just as well you did. Dokes over, oh. building a third third uh, course there, St. Patrick's. Uh, mark me down. Just tell I'm me the dates. I'll mark you down. Thanks again. Link Souls here in Tralee Golf Club. Have a good one. Be good.
That was my buddy Jed Sprague, Sprague, Sprague. I hope you enjoyed his thoughts and opinions. What a great golfing trip to Ireland he, his dad Ed, and his buddies had. If you would like to coordinate something similar or indeed something entirely different, get on to Tom Kennedy of Experience Ireland Golf Travel, EIGT. This is not an ad. He and his team there down in Killarney just do brilliant work and should really work for the Irish Tourist Board, the level of uh, work they do for this country. This is the part of the show now where generally it's for you, the listeners. And this week it is to announce the winner of the giveaway sponsored by Seed Golf, the limited edition one of 100 paddy caps. I'd like to think they were named after me, but most probably, most definitely were not. Their full range of caps and hats are now available on the website, www.seedgolf.com. Just head to the accessories product page for the um for the range of headgear there. Thanks to all who entered. Please don't stop sharing the podcast, the links, the tweets, the Instagram stories, and at mentioning, tagging all your friends and family in them. I checked chartable.com, where one would go to check one's ranking. And we are, hold, wait for it, we are the number one golfing podcast in Ireland. That is more than I could ever have asked for. So thank you all very much for pressing play. So the winner of the Paddy Cap is over on Twitter at Gar Hazer. So that's Gary Hayes, Corkman, I believe. You have a DM waiting in your inbox there now from me. Thanks, folks, for getting involved. Thank you all for listening. Hit the show a follow, rate and review it if that's your style. Most of all, please share the show with your family and friends. Thank you again for pressing play. We'll get up the other rankings in the other countries as well. Until we tee up again soon, I'm Paddy. Paddy.